Hello, hello, it's Joy Foster. I'm the founder of Tech Pixies, and you are listening to the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. I am really excited about my guest today. This is Mandy Hughes, and uh, you're going to love her story. If you can relate to being a single mom, if you can relate to being a parent carer, uh, if you can relate to dyslexia, she is going to be someone who's going to pull on your heartstrings today. So Mandy, I'm so, so, so excited you're here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I cannot wait to start telling your story. Let's start by you telling us what life was like prior to Tech Pixies. Prior to Tech Pixies, um, it, it's, well, life as a parent carer is just really difficult. I very often had sayings like, quite negative sayings saying, I'm worthless, useless, there was no value to my life because all I am is a parent carer to my daughter. Um, I, I managed to then get a job working for Credi, who was a charity that started to support me. Um, but then sort of like, um, I think what really knocked me was because I'm a people person, I started to put things in place to get out and buy um, in the community and then COVID hit. And it was just like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Um, and it was just, um, yeah, uh, with with my daughter she's 24 7 she's a two-person job i had a job before that doing hairdressing and i just had to give that up because it was kind of evenings and weekends and kids holidays um i kind of still did a bit but um i run my own business for 16 years i um had um three different salons but the the duties of looking after my daughter were just so great we spent um the year before i i really cut down the hairdressing to, to next to nothing. I must have spent most of the time in hospital with her in and out. Um, so I just thought, whoever is going to want to employ me, how on earth can I possibly work? Well, and we call those automatic negative thoughts. It's those thoughts that come up over and over and over again. And, and it's like you're punching yourself in the face every time you say those things. So it's incredible to hear you talk so openly about that because uh, I think people, feel those thoughts uh, and they, but they don't talk about it and it's actually in getting the thought out of your head and onto paper and then having the support to work through those thoughts that really makes a difference um i was just listening to something this morning that was saying the first there's you know like let's say 10 spiritual laws uh but she was saying the first spiritual law is the law of thought you know in this concept that we have control over our thoughts and we 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 have to face the facts and we have to look at the facts of life but we have to realize that uh, we get to choose our thoughts about those circumstances and that we can, by changing the way we think about it, we can change the outcome of it in the face of the facts. So um, so you joined the Tech Pixies program and you, you were one of our lucky scholarship recipients. Um, talk to me about what it was like to find out that you got a scholarship and what that meant for you. Oh, for me, that was incredible because it felt like somebody believed in me because I, I wrote it and I thought oh she's she's gonna have loads of people in she, she won't want me my my story you know my story isn't very interesting um sometimes you feel as a parent carer um people do like to hear your story but often it's just like oh I don't want this I don't, I don't want it to be a pity party you know yeah it's tough but I want to pull the positives and it was just a bit like so to get the scholarship for me was really inspiring that somebody believed in me and it was just like yes I can do this Somebody believes in me. Sometimes that's all it takes, right? Yeah. To know that someone believes in you is all it takes. It's such a gift we can give other people. And here's what I find happens with our scholarship students. Not always, but very often 
the people that come through our program on scholarships, uh, in order to get a scholarship, you have to be, um, you have to be on universal credit, uh, PIP or ESA. We also have uh, partial scholarships for women who come from BAME backgrounds, LGBTQ backgrounds, 60 plus backgrounds. So we have a variety of scholarships at various different levels. But what we find is that when a woman gets a scholarship, she then, uh, whatever circumstance she's in, once her thinking starts changing, once her life starts changing, she then gives back to the people that are in the same situation she was in before she came in. And you are a perfect, perfect example of that uh, with the Bubble Hub. So talk to us about the Bubble Hub and, and, and how you got there. And this the whole series that we're doing right now is a series on clarity, right? So you come into Tech Pixies, you have all of these ants, these automatic negative thoughts, you know, who am I? Who's gonna, you know, who who's gonna want me? What am I gonna do? And all that stuff. And the Bubble Hub didn't just happen overnight. It was it came through a series of, of trial and error. So talk to us about the journey of setting up the Bubble Hub and then talk about what it does for you, for you and for those that um, benefit from it. Uh, I suppose I, I got a bit tired of banging my head against a brick wall and saying, no, this isn't here and that isn't here. There's nothing for my daughter. I can't take her anywhere. There's no toilets about. There's no support. There's no help. And I just got fed up of feeling like a broken record and I just wanted to be the change I suppose but if I take a step back to what TechPix is and my journey last year was um, sort of before I started my job and I started this I couldn't even use emails properly I literally would tell people uh, emails I never looked at emails I I did computers but not very well and um, I, I feel really proud the fact that I can do podcasts I'm now looking at setting up websites I'm now looking at um, I dare to dream, you know, I can do, um, I, I know the concept, I probably don't practice it as well as I should have, what I should be doing on the platforms and the systems in place. And what it's taught me is just if I can access a computer, I can work and do anything. And that's opened my eyes. So for the Bubble Hub, it really started with, um, with such a complex little girl living in the middle of nowhere, living in the country, living in a really rural area, you know, we're an hour away from any uh, hospital. And I'm not the only one that feels like that. I'm probably in a minority of how complex she is. But I want to stay living local, I don't want to move. So what's the next option? So I think with the tech pixies and being part of credit, it just enriched my um, positiveness and thinking, well, what it's, uh, going a bit back to what you said there's things we can change and there's things we can't change there's no point in working up what we can't change so put that to one side so what can we do right now I think I was always on a secret mission to support parent carers because I always felt that loneliness and that guilt and that um just uh, I was always in hospital and on my own and what I've learned is uh, bef before I had a disabled daughter I would hide I hid behind my hairdressing um, I didn't do paperwork and the bare minimum as a self-employed person. I did the bare minimum. Um, uh, and having a disabled daughter, I have to do emails. I have to do, I have to be organized. I have to organize a paperwork. I have to have systems. Um, and I had to, if anyone out there has ever filled the DLA form out, I filled it out. I got rejected three times. Um, but in the end, I'm dyslexic. I wrote that paperwork myself. I communicated what our needs were and how difficult it was and we got the amount we got the amount so you know just keep trying ladies and gentlemen you know um, and it's really hard it's you're banging your head up against a brick wall all the time and there feels like there's no support out there 
And in our area, there seems to be gaps in parent carer support, never mind someone with a complex need. So it's sort of bringing all them elements together, trying to create, and my child mind, I've got to say, has been absolutely amazing. Um, my advice to anybody is just, um, just ask the questions, be curious. She was amazing with my daughter. With my daughter, you've got to be trained to look after her. Medic, like a, a nurse has got to come around and train you how to um, give a lot of her medicines and look after her because it's quite medical. She done all that. She trained all up, um, and she's supporting with the bubble hub because it's something that really means something to her. So it's like you know we're looking at setting up craft events, supporting parent carers. We're looking at can we have disabled toilets in our area? Could it eventually be the big dream? Is it's like a holiday destination where people with disabled people can come and enjoy where we live and connect? You know, but the, we're starting small, putting little things on and trying to grow it from small. I love that. What I love about what you're doing is you're supporting women who have been in the same and men who've been in the same situation as you. Um, and there's been some incredible things that have happened to you. Let's also talk about dyslexia because this is a I mean, this this interview, you know, like I said, if if, if dyslexia resonates with you, this is going to resonate with you. If, you know, um, raising a complex child with multiple disabilities, uh, resonates with you, this is going to resonate. If you're a single mom or ever was one, this is going to resonate with you. So let's just unpack the next bit, which is um, the dyslexia. Now, you did something really clever with a job interview recently. Tell, uh, us, tell us what you did and the reaction that you got. I've kind of done it a few times because I'm I'm not really, paper and the information that way isn't my favorite uh, way of communicating. And it's just trying to break the barriers down a bit, really. And I think that's what I've learned on my journey. I've heard you talk about, you know, um, often um, either doing audits for people and, and showing yourself that way. So it's just thinking outside the box. I literally see this job come up and it's to support parent carers in the workplace. I thought, oh, that aligns with everything I'm doing. That looks so exciting. Oh, but I've got to do a CV. Well, I'm not very good at doing CVs. I don't come across very well. And I don't want to ask someone else to do it for me. So what I did, I got my camera out and it was a bit of a spare of the moment thing. I don't know if I'd have done it, if I'd have really thought about it. So I got my camera out and I said, I love what you're about. I don't even mind if I don't get the job. Um, would you um, consider taking a video interview so I can apply for the job? I just think it's brilliant. I just love to hear more. I sent that across and um, they didn't take long actually. I just said what I felt at the time, said what I felt at the time. So I put it on um, a YouTube, one that you could send the link to, so it's private, no one else can see it. So I, I said, well, there's a few views on there. I only sent it to one person. Um, I said, okay, then maybe maybe it's wrong. Anyway, they got back to me, they said, oh, what an innovative idea that was. Well done you, what a great idea. We're gonna send it to our HR department to see if we can take video form of interview. Well, I was like, oh, okay, then that, that's, that's to me, it was about breaking down the barriers and being or a video form of a CV. Yeah, in a form of a CV, just a CV. Yeah, yeah and it was just like, it, it, is, it, it is more than asking about the job, it's just creating opportunities for other, other anybody really. Um, and they got back to me and they said, um, yeah, we'd like to take um, your video interview and just make sure you cover all the points in your video. And they quoted, you know, um, an Equal Rights Act, you know, because at the end of the day, being dyslexic is a disability and they've got to make reasonable adjustments for you to do the job. And I think uh, before I just thought, well, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do that. Why can I do that? There's this, this and this. It's the distance. It's this. It's the hours. And then I thought, well, 
I'll send it in and we'll have a conversation because I think like you guys have said, we're, we're often interviewing each other. It isn't just about them wanting me. It's about if I fit with them as well. And a bit like you said, like your um, morals and your values. And I, yeah. I before I just took any job because I had no self-worth. Now I think, does it align with my values? Is it where I'm trying to go? Is it going to, like you say, get me where I, a bit closer to what I want to do? And for me, my goal is, um, it isn't about the money, but like you said, we've all got to work and we all have worth. It's about supporting other people early on in their journey, like me said, they don't feel alone. So they feel supported. It's about the parent carers. And also it's about making sure that we can create that working environment for carers because it's really difficult because there's so many challenges. You know, one of the things we talk about in the Superhero Bootcamp, which we're about to launch again on the 17th of May, and you may or may not hear this before or after we've started the bootcamp if you're not already a TechPixie or not already on our mailing list. But what I wanted to say is one of the very first superpowers that we talk about is the invisibility cloak. And it's the superpower that everyone has. Uh, and it's taking off the invisibility cloak and, and becoming visible and starting to do video and all that stuff that opens up these opportunities. Now, I know you did that interview and I know, or not that interview, but you did the video CV and you sent in the video requesting that you could do the video CV. Would you have done that before Tech Pixies? No, no way. No way. I, I, I really like what it's created for me because it's give me a voice because I've been hit. I've hidden because I struggle with the paperwork side. But instead, I can say, well, I can do that, but it's a bit different to everybody else, but I can do this really well. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, so we've we've talked about raising a child with uh, multiple disabilities. We've talked about dyslexia. Let, uh, let's talk about um, single parenting uh, because this comes up a lot. We have a lot of conversations about this. There's a lot of single moms uh, not everyone in our program is a mom, and we have women who um, who are uh, single moms, who are in partnerships, um, you know, all that good stuff. But what's it like being a, a single mom? And I know you're not a single mom now, but um, what's it like in that situation? And what's your best piece of advice for women who are in that situation who who could use support and need support? I think this has taught me that... Um... I, I wished I'd have been able to do a sort of course like this that would have supported me through um, a, a difficult breakup because it, it's really difficult to bring up a child when, like, I can't just have the say. We've got to talk together. You you don't get on for whatever reason. Um, it's really challenging. It was really difficult. It's really hard. And I'd often say to my mum, you know, tell me what to do. I want to know what to do. I was only 18 at the time. I didn't know what to do. And it all comes down to you. It, it felt really lonely. Um, you know, I did. you do dig yourself out of the hole a little bit. So you, um, you were a single mom, but you were also a teenage mom. Yeah. And I was very, felt very judged and very lonely. Wow. Yeah, I would imagine that. Yeah. Um, but, but it, yeah, I suppose it's a bit finding your tribe, really because you can't take away the tough times and a lot you can't change but if you can find people that are in the similar situation as yourself it was a really difficult dark time for me being a single parent living on my own um there was many issues around the breakup it was really and, and i only felt released from that when my son turned 18. so i had 18 years of really difficult times but I have an amazing he is absolutely amazing he's a joy we had no money but um what we created was memories 
because it's not all about money and we often just challenge ourselves sometimes what can we do for nothing what fun can we have because at the end of the day all we want to do all he wanted was being together and you are good enough and as long as you're just trying you're good enough I felt for a long time I wasn't good enough I didn't deserve to have him I was good enough I was good enough for him I'm not perfect and we have conversations but I, I probably haven't told you guys that I had a house fire 10 years ago it was really traumatic for him and he's come through that amazing but it's these really difficult times which make us humble human beings you know at really difficult times and he's amazing and he dealt with it really well we have conversations around it now and you know i'm really close to him really close to him your story is incredible you're an incredible person and what i what i love is to me this is the start of an incredible journey i i i've seen you i've seen you in the last year you know i remember the very first live you did um i have just seen you this light shine through you and you've just transformed into this incredible i mean you already were but it's like you it's like you discovered who you were you know what i mean it's like you wake up one day and you're like oh wait actually i've always i've always been there but now mm -hmm. i'm going to share that with the world and i think we have to heal ourselves before we can help heal others and you know and i think it's clear that there's a lot that you've had to deal with and go through but by dealing with those things and going through them and not giving up and being resilient and building up that resilience you now um have the the healing powers to pass on to others and you can help them heal and you can help them shine a light and in a way that only you can right yeah you having money as well i thought having money i've never wanted money I've never needed money. I always felt that I had what I needed. But to me now, I now see the options that the jobs and the money could offer me. I was like, well, what if? Um, I, and I, because everyone talks about the six figure salary, I have no idea what a six figure salary looks like, but I would like one because just imagine what you could do with it. <laughs> I've said it out loud now. <laughs> just imagine. It's, it's out there. Just imagine. It's out there. I love it. Mandy, I love it. I think we all have a bit of an issue. Well, I definitely have an issue with money. And I didn't even realize it because, you know, I've come from a family where we, we've got to get everything for nothing. We go to car boots. We've, you know, we've got to save every penny. And it's just like, yeah, but if it could totally transform my life, we could get the support we need. We could have things in place. You could live the dream. And I've never wanted money. I like a simple life. I don't go on fancy holidays. I like a simple life, but the money, it's not the money, it's what the opportunity for what money could do for you. And I think that's a bit of the switch in me. Well, and it's understanding that. And I think this is something, you know, I started my money mindset journey, uh, I would say pretty much January, 2020, because I was just like, I'm done, you know, I'm done. I'm done surviving. I want to start thriving. And it was, it was when I, when I started educating myself, you know, I started reading books like um, the illusion of money, the inside out revolution. Um, and you know, there's their think and grow rich, all these, which, you know, it's so funny. Once you read these books, a dollar flow to me easily. Once you read these books, you realize it's really not about the money. It's about having, it's about believing you have a rich life already. It's about believing that, you know, and actually um, I'm, I'm doing some uh, additional transformational coaching right now with a woman named Mary, Mary Morrissey, and she has the eight secrets to abundance. And one of the things she talks about, in fact, is that gratitude 
is the same vibration as abundance. So if you live in gratitude, you have abundance. And in Dollar Sold Me Easily, he talks about shutting your eyes and seeing and feeling a field full of flowers. And he's like, that's what abundance feels like. You know, we, we think also, it's I think, as someone with a parent, as a, as a parent with a disability, you very often have come from a negative place. It's been a difficult, traumatic journey. But there's the realization that you're just on a different journey. And my daughter has given me so many gifts. She's given me strength I never knew I had. A lot of the time I've had to stick up for her and I would never do it for myself. Um, but I've always done it with kindness and thoughtfulness. And, you know, I had a situation where my daughter nearly died um, and I had to fight for her treatment, but in a really kind and authentic way. Um, and I had the nurses come around high five me because they was like, wow. And like. I'd done everything I could. If they weren't going to do the operation, there was no more I could have done. But I'd, I'd, I'd made my voice heard. And, and I think sometimes that's where we come across a bit wrong as carers because we're so frustrated. We're so upset. We're so emotional. Um, you know, you've got to hold yourself back just a little bit. Um, and I think, again, on my journey, that is what I've learned. And my daughter has given me so many gifts. Well, I mean... That is the definition of gratitude, right? <laughs> that is the definition of gratitude. Looking at a situation that most people wouldn't be able to wake up in the morning and deal with, you deal with it every day and you deal <laughs> with, it with a grateful heart. But that, and I think that's the point is, is you know, um, she talks about in the, in the lesson that I did, she talked about the three different levels of gratitude, right? And I think this is such an important lesson for all of us. So, you know, there's the, the first level of gratitude, which is the lowest vibration, which is uh, I will be grateful when, right? So yeah. I know you've all done this. I'll be grateful when I've got that 100,000 pound salary, right? Or that six figure salary it could be, you know, 700,000, whatever you want. But the point is, is like, I will be grateful when that comes. Then the second level is um, I will be grateful uh, if. Right. Like so or, um, you know, if I have this, if I have that, both of those are kind of a conditional, if you will. And then she says there's the grateful no matter what. And I love grateful no matter what, because that and you have to think about what does that mean? But it basically means like really. And what she says is before she even puts her feet on the floor, before she even puts her feet on the floor, before she even opens her eyes, she goes through a process of. You know, I am just grateful to have this day. I am just great. You know, and it's the just that gratitude that's not conditional on what might happen or, you know. And seeing what, what's there, isn't it? Seeing what's around you, being you, being grateful. Like, I'm overweight. I wish I wasn't. I can't change that That just yet. Not just yet. But I, I still want to be me and I still want to go out the door and I don't want to hide. And so it's just really trying to be grateful for just being you. I'm not perfect. Totally get that. Yeah. And I think that's that. And that's that that kind of idea that who do you want to become? Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, a lot of people think it's a, especially with weight. A lot of people think um, and this is so true. A lot of people think. Um, I will be happy when, and this is that idea, I'll be grateful when, I'll be happy when I'm, I'm, I've lost weight, you know, like if I've lost 20 kilos or 10 kilos, whatever, I'll be happy when. And the point is, is actually, you need to be happy now uh, in who you are. Uh, and then you need to think about, well, what does a person who is healthier than me, who are they every day? What do I need to become? Uh, what do I need to do in order to have the weight loss, right? And that's something I learned from Jim Fortin, which is this 
Uh, and it's in a, a bunch of books and a lot of transformational coaches teach it, but it's the be, do, have model versus the have, do, be. So the have, do, be is, you know, I, you know, I want to have, I want to lose weight, you know, and, uh, and I can only do that if I have the money to go to the gym. Well, I don't have the money to go to the gym, so I'm not going to go to the gym. And then they don't go to the gym. And it, but it's the complete opposite of what needs to happen. So what you're really looking at is, okay, who do I need to become on a daily basis, right? And that's where you have to say, okay, I'm going to make a smoothie rather than have a ham sandwich. Right. I'm going to make a smoothie or I'm going to, you know, or even I'm going to make my soup from scratch. And and what I always say to people, especially with weight is do not focus on the numbers. Do not focus on the lifestyle, isn't it? You know, go in for that five minutes in the morning. It's making that healthy choice. It's getting the healthy shopping. And, And I'm trying to think of the way forward because I end up trying to lose weight and then I end up in hospital with my daughter. And you, I, you can't leave the room and you can't do things. But what I'm trying, what I was trying to do before COVID, because you had COVID and then you couldn't get the healthy food. We just had, to, and with and looking after my daughter, you couldn't go out. Um, so we only had to have what we had. So then your, your spiral starts again. But what I started to think of, what healthy things can I take in with me? Because I can't leave my daughter, um, and I can't starve, or I've got to go to the canteen. Um, but that's in crisis mode. So, you know, that's not normal mode, that's crisis mode. But it's then the negative thoughts that come after that. So it's not just it's not just focusing on the when I'm in there. It's like, yeah. well, what about afterwards? There's all the other time. Why is that throwing me? Um, but yeah, something else I wanted to mention was how do you want to be remembered when you die? Well, I want to be remembered of helping people and supporting parent carers as many as I possibly can touch and support and help. Because it wasn't fitting with me like it was great being a hairdresser and I almost felt like a counsellor, but I felt I could help many more people on a different journey. So I didn't feel quite like I was where I needed to be. I feel now like I'm right where I need to be and I'm on the path I need to go on. I love that. And I think, do you know, that this goes back to that concept of if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. That's really what it's about. And it's about believing you know, I mean, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, my daughter gave it to me as a gift. It sits next yeah. to the computer at all times is faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Hebrews 11, 1. And I love that verse because it's it's it. That's what it is. It's believing that the outcome that you want is going to come. It's unwavering faith. And uh, and and you have to practice unwavering faith. It, you know, unwavering faith does not come naturally to anybody. So it's that concept that you you need to um, practice unwavering faith. You need to practice that that the repetitive nature of believing that what you want to come true will come true. And you're exploring course creation and some other things, um, which I just so love about you. But what I really love is your heart. And, uh, and I really love, um, I love that you now know how important your message is. You now know how important you are and you now know, um, what an impact you can have on people, uh, who really need your help. And that to me is the huge, you know, the biggest blessing. And, you know, and I, I do hope you get that six figure salary and I do. And I, and it's not even hoping, you know, I know you'll get there and, and it's about believing what's possible. And then every day stepping towards it. 
Um, a great book that I love is Atomic Habits. Everyone knows I did a, yeah. uh, not everyone, but I did a series on habits and I yeah. wrote on that book. But, you know, the fact is, you know, we are, we are our habits. And I think what you have an understanding of that most people don't have an understanding of is how to formulate habits in a changing world, like in a constantly changing world where one day you're in the hospital and one day you're not. Like how, how do you create, um, how do you create habits that move you towards what you want to do with your life when you're in a disrupted environment? And I think that's a huge piece of the work that you're doing um, with people that you work with. And, and, uh, and I think that's such a blessing. But Can I just say as well, the community of the Tech Pixies is second to none. The community, the, the, the amazing people I've met, because you do have that imposter syndrome, because I have always put myself as not clever as a dyslexic, which is totally, I've had, Teresa had given me an amazing one-to-one, uh, -one, and I learned so much um, from her. Um, but I, I've met, like, Charlotta, Lachelle, Michelle, um, Gloria. I mean, that's just some of the amazing ladies in the group, and I've definitely found my tribe. Well, a few of them are here today and are praising or, you know, pouring in their praise. Lee says, uh, Bloomin' Heck, uh, Mandy, you're amazing. And I just think it's so true. Debbie says, you're such an inspiration to me, Mandy, your openness and natural ability to communicate. Thank you for being you. Thank you uh, to Joy for enabling us to open up and express ourselves. I'm really struggling with confidence and imposter syndrome and hope I can step into the confidence that Mandy has. Yeah. And Debbie's just not Where was I when I started? Oh yeah, my days. She, she's Debbie's not as far in her journey as you are. And that what I think is amazing is Mandy has just come up on the 12 months. Like you literally have seven days ago, you hit 12 months in the program. And I think what we know is this stuff takes time. You know, you have you have to think differently. And it, that's what I just said. Like you have to consciously make an effort every day to think differently. That's hard, guys. It's easy to be negative all the time. It's easy to let your subconscious rule the roost. It's difficult to be a conscious thinker. It's difficult to consciously direct the outcome that you want over and over again, even if you can't see it yet, right? But you miss the world when you're in that negative space because what my daughter taught me while I was feeling sorry for her and myself, I was missing her growing up. And all I am is a mum to my daughter and I just want to enjoy it and as much as I can put the rest to one side. Yeah. And you just, yeah, you and just know it's a journey, you know, and I think whenever someone has a goal in life, and, and of course, when you then have all these circumstances that hit you right and left, those goals seem really, really far away. And it's about recognizing that life is a journey. It's a journey of discovery. It's a journey of figuring out who you are and what your contribution is going to be to this world. And trust me, your purpose in life is way beyond you and your family, yeah. right? Your purpose in life is, uh, although it's important for you and your family, you know, the, what, the, the impact you are going to have on and already have had on parent cares is huge. And, it, and it's a ripple effect that will make their, that will help other people to have a better life. And, and it is tough. It's tough fighting through them barriers because I'm having it at the moment a bit because when I start to revisit some of the tough times, it's a yo-yo. So when I'm trying to write some of the content now that I want to do on the series for parent carers, it, there's a piece of me in it. And I was all right writing it. But then when I've sent it out for people to, to, to actually look at it, it's just like you resonate with how you felt at the time. So, But someone, one of my colleagues said, yeah, but that's why it's good. Because it's so hard. And because it means something, 
that's why it's good. So I want what, what I'd like to do is just do a block and put it to one side because I don't find the video so difficult. But when I put it on paper, it hits me. That's it's difficult. You've got to work through that difficult. I'm looking forward to what's over the other side. What if? Yeah, because I can't turn back and I can't stay where I am. I want to keep going and I want to get past these these sort of like when it gets difficult and uncomfortable. That's when you know you're in a good you're doing good because you're learning. Well, exactly. And whenever you feel resistance, I like to call it Monsters, Inc. You know, it's <laughs> a little bit scary, but it also feels a bit right. And that means you're moving in the right direction. And actually, you know, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is such an important thing in, in your ability to move forwards. But listen, Mandy, you're incredible. Obviously, I mean, you've got to go back and read some of these comments. They're really beautiful <laughs> comments. Um, but I, I just, you know, I want to, first of all, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. I want to thank you for being your authentic self. I want to thank you for sharing your journey because your journey is not easy and you've shared the good, the bad and the ugly. You know, it has been it has been tough. But what what is so powerful is you you have this unwavering belief and it's strengthened by the support that you've got around you with the women that you've connected with in the in the program so many of whom are watching right now who <laughs> know what it's like to go through what you're going through and it's like oh my gosh i'm not alone right and that's half the battle is when someone who's going through something like this becomes visible on social media and you identify and people find you and it's like oh my gosh i'm not alone i'm not alone it feels a bit like a secret club that sometimes people don't talk about it because it's so hard yeah <laughs> And that's your job. That's who you are. Let's break down those barriers. Let's talk about it. Let's connect with each other. Let's let's help each other. And that's what's so, so important. All right. Well, I just, I can't thank you enough. You have given a gift to everyone today um, with just your presence being here. Um, and I know this is, this is going to get listened to by a lot of people. And they are going to so appreciate that you took your time today to do this. And, if I can uh, help one parent care, if I can help one person get up in the morning, I've done my job. I think you've done more than that today. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I am going to um, continue looking forward to your updates in the group. And certainly when you get that six-figure salary, I will be so excited to cheer on with you. And that's something we talk about a lot is just celebrating the small wins. So as you go on this journey and as you are self-discovering and as you are making progress and pushing through that resistance and that monsters ain't scary, that you're and the little wins, isn't it? The little break them down really little, really little. Like Every for some parent carers, it's getting up in the morning. That's a win. It is and, a win. And you celebrate that. You celebrate getting up in the morning. You celebrate being able to do your hair. You celebrate a day without the hospital, right? It's the celebrate. And then even when you're in the hospital, what can you celebrate? What can you find that was good in that? I love to go and talk to all the ladies and gentlemen there and help them, get them a cup of tea or chat to them. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Don't love being in hospital, but I like connecting with people. <laughs> exactly. But that, and I think that's the point is where can you create little wins along the way? I think that's one of the biggest lessons I learned because for such a long time, I was focused on the goal, the goal, the goal, the goal. And what do I, you know, the thing I wanted to have, not the who do I need to be, what do I need to do in order to have what I want to have. And, you know, that's that goes back to habits. It goes back to celebrating the small wins. It goes back to facing the facts of your situation, but believing that your mind can create the thoughts that change the outcome. 
and change the experience that you have. And I think you've given us so much food for thought today. It's been lovely to be on the journey with you and be one of your text pixies. Well, it's, you know, I, a, a lot of the stuff I tell you guys, I learn from other people and I try and credit where I can, where credit's due. But, you know, I think open-mindedness, being open to changing your thoughts. There was a, a book, and we'll leave on this, there was a book by Ray Dalio called Principles. And it's like big, it's like thicker than the Bible. And um, and I didn't I didn't finish it, but I got through most of it. <laughs> Just like I haven't ever finished the Bible cover to cover. You know, you go through as much as you can. But one of the things I think pretty much where I was just shocked when I read it was he says one of the number one things that you can do for your life is be open minded. You know, don't 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 bring judgment to the table. Live a non-judgmental life, you know, and, and if you are open minded, you can't be judgmental. And uh, because open mindedness doesn't allow for judgment. My husband bought that for me for Christmas a couple of years ago, and I it was like a new thought. And he talks about new thoughts, like the power of new thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking that's, that's going to be one of my values. Open-mindedness is going to be one of my values because if we are open-minded, we are open to trans transformation. We're open to change. We're open to new ideas. And, you know, it, it's, it's just the opposite of contraction, isn't it? And, you know, abundance is open and, you know, yeah. and gratitude opens up the floodgates to abundance and i just think we've 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 we're in this world to experience life and we can choose how we experience it in a contracted way or in an open way you can be happy or you can be sad but i think only you can choose what you want to be no one can make you happy you know you choose to be happy or you choose to be sad that's kind of a choice no one can make you happy or sad it's it's in here isn't it but people don't realize that People don't realize they have choice over their thoughts until they start to consciously think. And that's what we want. That's what we're here for. Let's encourage people on the Sparkle and Thrive podcast to start, stop surviving, start thriving, to consciously choose your thoughts. You know, the situation is neutral. The situation is neutral. The, the situation, whatever situation you're facing in life is neutral. It doesn't have a feeling either or. You put the feelings and emotion on it. You can choose to change that feeling and emotion just by shifting what you're focusing on. And that's so important. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to have to go. I don't want to. I want to stay here forever. <laughs> I um, could talk forever. I think you're going to be back on the podcast again someday soon. Um, but, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And, uh, and, you know, I know that a lot of people will be inspired by this. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We filmed this on Friday. So enjoy your weekend. And, uh, and we'll speak soon.